nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, joining me tonight, Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. And uh, Robert's filling in uh, with uh, the role of Royce, who uh, has a picture day at T-Ball, so hopefully he doesn't uh, ruin the picture. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'll try my best. I'm doing well. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm here. Chilling, right? <laughs> Hanging in there. Trying to stay cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't complain. Nobody will listen, right? <laughs> uh, so, initial thoughts uh, on, on the week here uh, for San Antonio was kind of a rough match. Uh, they lost 1-0 in Sacramento. Um, uh, Garcia got a you know two yellows, uh, late, late, late second yellow. Um, SAFC fans are a little grumbly about it. You know, when I watched it, you know, it could be called, you, you know, you put yourself in that position. Um, I thought it was kind of a hard game to watch just to, you know, and I know that online it was, you know, is San Antonio and Sacramento a, um, rivalry? I think it is. I know Royce doesn't, you know, online here, but just your guys' initial thoughts on the, uh, SAC San Antonio game. Um, and, is San Antonio Saka a rivalry? Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Rafa. It's starting to kind of be a little bit because we've. It's every time we play up, it's always it's always a rough game. <laughs> you can ask Mitchell Tanner that the last time he was up there, um, but it's becoming a, like I said, it's evolving into a, a little like a, a little good rivalry game. Um, you know, we always have close games with them. Um, like I said, this game was just. I don't know we just just couldn't get anything going and so forth, um, but that's just the games we play. That's just how games are with with Sacramento. So that all the times we played with them. Yeah, I don't know. That I would call it like a rivalry per se because there's not like a, a ton of fan interaction. It's very competitive. Like both teams, mm -hmm. you know, it's always closely matched. It's gonna be a good game. That the biggest takeaway I had from that game is there's one adjective: choppy. Like the whole game was choppy, and I think it stemmed from like I hate to to rag on it the field conditions. It oh, was yeah. really challenging to put one or two passes together. I mean, it was evident even when therefore it had a chance almost point blank on far and hit it like <laughs> 15 feet to the right. Like you could tell the ball hopped on him, and it was just really tough. I was watching. I think that's why they resorted a lot of those teams just to the long ball in hopes of one of them panning out. They were just like trying to hit it over the top in hopes of you know getting a lucky bounce, you know, ending up connecting with a forward, get a shot. But the whole game was just like sloppy back and forth, in my opinion. Yeah, the field conditions, they weren't pretty. Um, you know, just, just you know, to kind of set the scene here uh, with, with some stats here. 
Hold on one second. The stat page move. Possession-wise, we actually had more of the ball than normally. Uh, Sacramento, 53%, us 47. Both teams had 11 shots, uh, but the big difference was uh, Sacramento had five on target. We only had one, and I think that yes. was a big difference. Uh, they had six corners, which uh, they ended up scoring off of. We had four. We were off sides four times. Foul-wise, 15 and 13. Uh, Sacramento actually had more fouls. Um not a lot of yellow cards, how I, you know, especially how the first half was. It seemed like he was giving out a lot of yellow cards, two and four, you know, and, and then the red card. Um, but to me, what, what stood out, and I guess this is something that, that I've kind of wondered here is I wanted more shots outside the box. Well, this time they had seven shots outside the box and only four inside, but they didn't have any big chances. Saying here, no real counterattacks, no counterattack shots. Um, typically that's not a, that's not a recipe for San Antonio winning. Um, just looking at, at those stats here, is it just because San their Sacramento kind of buckled in, buckled, buckled in and, and they play very similar to San Antonio. Um, and unlike RGV that, that likes that pressing style, Sacramento actually has, you know, decent talent up, you know, up top to be able to kind of neutralize the SAFC. Yeah, I think so. That's. You know, <clears throat> I noticed like every you know when we play Sacramento, they're always kind of a kind of defensive holding team. They they like to kind of stay back a bit, and and then finally, you know, when they do score, they get you on on counter attacks. So like I said, they're kind of similar to us, but you know they were just you know, had good discipline on I guess on this game to really kind of kind of bucker down, and then they just pick their spots when they can score, especially on on free kicks or corner kicks. So. Uh, that's what you that's what you expect from Sacramento. That's just how they are. They're just a scrappy team, and but when they have opportunities, they'll take advantage of them, and that's how they hurt you, and that's how they win their games. Yeah, for sure. They just like have a tendency to grab a lead, and then, like you said, kind of hunker down, play solid defense. They're disciplined. I mean, uh, they definitely have some talent. I mean, there's you got to give them some credit. They they uh, had a lot more opportunities, a lot more dangerous uh, dangerous possession and shots. So I mean. You just got to tip your hats to him. And I don't even know if there's any thought maybe to the fact that, you know, we've been on the road so much traveling. Maybe they're <laughs> they're getting a little gassed. I mean, I hate to blame it on that. And maybe that's why they're bringing in additional additional folks to kind of substitute for the fact that, you know, there's some injuries in a thin roster. But I don't know if the roster's thin, but I do, I do think we're kind of getting to that point. Um, and I don't think we'll, we'll do what Monterey Bay did, but. Yeah, we're what this is what this will be what the sixth game in a row uh, on mm -hmm. the road. Uh, been haven't been home since April thirtieth. Now, now I know they've been in and out of town. Don't get me wrong, but you have to think all that travel, you know, has added up. You add in, yes, they had a week off, but it was a week off due to COVID um, along those lines. So, you know, you got to wonder how much they had. So, looking at the highlights here. Um, this is courtesy, obviously, of YouTube USL Championship uh, for it here. So let's hit the play button and see what happens here. So that's something there that we're kind of long a little too much to that little space in there, letting their mood fills to take shots like that. We can't mm -hmm. allow that to happen. 
Yeah, but he's been doing that for years. That's Roro. Like he, he's always had a decent, decent outside yeah. game. But for for RS, you see how kind of PC is just trailing him. He needs to lock in on that to kind of alter that shot. Yeah. Or so, someone the defense has to step up, but that allows you know little through balls into the box. So that thing that's some, one of the areas they really need to fix. So you think PC needs to be more here? Yeah, he needs to be there. You see how Abu's at? So we have three midfielders Abu's way behind. Maloney's yeah, we got out here. That's a lot of space there to kind of yeah. because it allows. He's got a choice. He can take the uh, what he did. He did take the shot, but let's say if Kamari steps up, there's a through ball right there into the box. Yeah. So, yeah. so they, that's something that our, our uh, you know Marcina really kind of needs to look at and fix because I know we've been allowing a lot of that in the last few games, and we need we need to correct that. And you can see Kamari's kind of stuck in in no man's yeah. land. Because you're right, if he steps up, he just, you know, Rodrigo Lopez, you know, goes with a nice, easy, uh, easy And then pass you see on the, the back side, too. You know, if he if he steps up, he sends that little through ball, the defender behind next to Camiri, which was, I don't know, that's Garcia. He's going to follow him. That's going to lead the other guy right behind him. The maybe slip the ball back, another back pass, and there's your goal. But we're able to kind of – we're lucky he just took that shot from the, from the outside. Now, one of the things that I noticed here, because they had a couple of corner kicks before, is who PC was was guarding. PC was card, uh, uh, guarding, what was it, Martinez that scored? Mm -hmm. um, and, and there was a huge size difference. I noticed that they had a couple of uh, PKs, or not PKs, some corner kicks early, and it seemed like that he was matching up on him as well, coming up. So yeah, that ball is a little bit higher. It's in, it's in. Yeah, or in a little bit of knuckle, make it. Yeah. Down. Oh, so it was fifteen. Douglas. And that was a set. That was a set, that was a, a set play there, from that corner kick. Let's see. Although that's 15, which is uh, Tori, I want to say. I think I so. Know. Yeah, Tori. So you have Camaro. He's, he's, Tori's here. That's PC. And that's that's just to me, the difference on this is, is the side of Martinez against PC. It's a good goal, though. Yeah. Yeah. Good save by Jordan. Yeah. What I was noticing, too, is when Jordan was... Uh, you know, getting the ball, getting possession. He was trying to, at that point, like, play it out of the back a little too much for my liking. Considering the field, I was like, he keeps dumping it to the defenders, and, like, it's tough to connect one, two, three passes on that field when it's skipping like that. So it's almost seemed like, unfortunately, you're you're stuck with uh, keeping it out of dangerous, you know, areas of the field by, 
by actually punting it more so than trying to distribute it short. I noticed that. I was getting frustrated a little bit at the end. He kept dumping it off to Kamiri. And I think he even had a turnover at one point that almost led to a goal. See, there was a mistake there by Sacramento. That should have been passed to the outside. Yeah, he, he, had, he had, he had Tanner already sucked into the middle. All he had to do – that's real lucky he didn't send that because that would have been a second goal there. But you see how oh, our midfielders are really – yeah, our midfielders are caught again. Everybody's sucked in. Look at that. If At the end, like all six of those players are going towards the ball, even seven wide open. Enough. You know, and yeah. on, honestly, you know, Tanner needs to kind of stay with him because, you know, if you know what he did was going in, he just allowed that little space in it. You see right there, that pass should have been to the Over. outside right there. There's yeah, the gap right there. All six of them suck into the ball. It's crazy. Because Martinez is off, so you can't pass it to yeah. him because – He's See, even even on those plays, you know, when I don't know, with me, I don't know, when, when I used to coach my teams, especially with the three back, you know, when they counter something like that, I always tell them players, if you see somebody nearby you, step up and get them offside, so that way they can't really make that pass, you know, and like I said, for him to you know take the you know, let's see if he can take the shot, but still take up that spot to close the gap. But there's a pass right there to the right. He passes the right. It's a, it's a goal. Is this a mistake where all three defenders are? What, yeah, five, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, all, that's going to be happening right shoot. there. Well, you got six. Well, actually, you got six players circling. Yeah, they all pressed to the ball. Six of them. It's kind of wild. See right there, Kamiri should have already understand. Hey, you know he's offsides. I need to step up because even he, like I said, passes. He's going to be called. Tanner needs to stay outside. To close that gap because there, yeah, there's if a, he passes there's a it ball out right here, there. He's, that's a, he's that's a shot right in. there. He's yeah, walking in. So another good save. Even even if that guy got the rebound, he'd have been offsides. And Quayle with a shot here. Another great save. See, like that stuff. Like he was just trying to get the counter the going. Yeah. But he's playing it out of the back, you know, on the ground like that, as if they could put one or two touches together. I mean, as sad as it sounds, it's like seems to like, get it out of the danger zone, get it on their side of the field in hopes of something happening. Well, I think he was trying to break it, trying to start the, the counter attack. Yeah, sure, sure. I think this was more like an accumulation thing because that foul was kind of soft, but there was like several rough, rougher plays that he had in the midst of that. So I could see that maybe, but that play in and of itself, I guess. Yeah, I don't he, even think he's like, got that, right? No, he embellished the hell out of it. That, that was yeah, tough. that's not even card-worthy. Like, I mean, it's a quote-unquote dangerous play and maybe an accumulation of the previous events leading to the <laughs> final, you know. But. The kids are like, what? <laughs> what did he I see there? He kicked him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> No way. <laughs> He's got the same expression. It's <laughs> 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 funny. Uh, oh, gosh. He does an elbow as if you hit him. And it did not get overturned either. So right. Fabian is out this match. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not an unfair. I mean, it's not what we want as SAFC fans, but. I mean, it's a fair, fair card. 
So here, here's my observation from the highlights. Did you see anything about San Antonio FC on the attacking side in any of the highlights? No. Yeah. Uh, I watched it back too, and I was kind of sad. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. It was, and there was probably like four shots by them, and that's it. I mean, it was a pretty sad highlight reel for both teams. We just didn't create opportunities, or 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 our, our central mids didn't create any Mm-mm. plays for our forwards to at least get some shots off. And and I mean that happens in games, but still, I think the talent we have, we didn't, you know, we need to have those opportunities for our forwards to blast, you know, at least shoot balls on target. But you know, it just wasn't our night. So, with that, uh, we're back to second in the West, tied, you know, tied with uh, Colorado Springs at 27 points. Um, still haven't played head-to-head. They did reschedule the uh, Colorado Springs match, which will be, I think, August, September. It's late in the September season. September 20th. Uh, late, late in the year when uh, Colorado Springs comes down and plays Orange County, and then they play us on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, for you know, for the makeup here, so um, so playoff wise, the teams right now, uh, out west, uh, switchbacks at 27, San Antonio at 27. Then there's a gap, New Mexico, which is on five game unbeaten streak, uh, 22 points, loyal, 22 points, uh, rising, which uh, there's trouble in the desert, possibly 21 points. Uh, El Paso, uh, who lost uh, their golden boy Luna, um, although they did find another 16-year-old uh, named Diego that uh, uh, had a hell of a goal for you know for his first professional goal. Um, Sac Republic uh, at 19, Oakland Roots 19, LA Galaxy RGV 18, uh, Lights at 16, Orange County the defending champs at 14. And the team we face, uh, Monterey Bay, uh, at 14 points since the last time that we played them. Uh, they've won three matches. Uh, they've lost two. Uh, they did lose to RGV 2-1, two, uh, two to one, and they lost to the Roots 2-1, to one, but they did beat the Switchbacks 4-2 to two, and went on the road and beat uh, Louisville City 2-0 and, and probably their most impressive victory here. So despite the loss, San Antonio still in, in – uh, I think pretty good, pretty good shape uh, for that here. But your thoughts on, you know, where San Antonio is at 12 games in, we'll, we'll start with you, Robert. I mean, the big thing is if you told me at the beginning of the season, we'd be where we're at. I mean, gosh, in considering years past, I mean, you, 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 uh, you look at how they started. It was like draw, 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 maybe a win, a couple losses where, you know, they got a red card. I, I think they're good. They're, you know, disciplined, bringing in reinforcements. The key to it is, in this league, what I find is like make the playoffs and get hot at the end is the is the key. I mean, even Phoenix. I mean, as much as they're struggling, don't kid yourself when it comes to uh, the end a playoff game. Would you want to play them? I I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't with the talent, no matter how much trouble, because they can. I want to like play that. them here. I oh play yeah, them here. yeah, I wouldn't want to play them in Phoenix. Well, we didn't play them full strength. That, that, that's a that's a difference. <laughs> like yeah, just, but they, like a, like playing with a snake is like dangerous. Like they can yeah. bite you at any like, and but they can also you know just totally have a game where they give up three goals unexpectedly, but then they can score five. You know who knows? No, they, they, they're just making. But just it's about getting hot at the end. Is the, is is the big thing? Is just you know being healthy and hot at the end, trying to get home games. Home games are huge in this league, so that's going to be a big thing. So, 
And and AJ uh, Diego Luna went to uh, MLS, uh, signed a under twenty two. Uh, MLS contract with Real Salt Lake. Uh, so we will not be seeing him at all. Um, so the last time that we played Monterey Bay, we won 6-0. It, you know, we all kind of just like it was against Monterey Bay. They have improved uh, the fighting Sam Gleedles. They're playing at home. Thoughts on the upcoming match? Uh, our back line uh, is not going to be the normal back line because uh, Garcia's got the red. He will be suspended. I, I still contend if you're going to be missing uh, a somebody, a center back, this is probably the team to do it against. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll start with you, Rafa. Your thoughts on the Monterey Bay, which kicks off uh, kicks off early. Uh, 5 p.m. or something? 5 p.m. our time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think this game, um, it could be a trap game too. You know, I'm sure there's there. Uh, remember I said that the last time, and you guys laughed me off the show because yeah. it was six zero. Yeah, because they weren't they weren't that good at <laughs> that time. This time is a little bit different. They got a good good quality wins, and then like and I watched their game against Phoenix, um, against Phoenix, and they I think they fit off the crowd. You know, against Phoenix or no, not for against Phoenix. Colorado, against Colorado, Colorado Sorry, Springs, right. right? Colorado Springs. So they've kind of fit off that, and that's something where maybe San Antonio FC needs to go in is if we can go in early, get a lead early on, you know, get two go up two goals, three goals, you know, won't you know that crowd won't get into it, you know, and that's something what we need to take advantage of, is, is is user inexperience against them, and that's something that Colorado didn't do. They made a lot of defensive mistakes at mm-hmm. which. Uh, Monterey pounded on them and and they made them pay. Like I said, they they got a good, comfortable lead. Even though Colorado kind of tried to storm back, you know, we can't get, be in that situation. So for this game, you know, we got to get a lead. We got to use our experience, our talent, and and put this game away and get three points and get ready for the for the next big one the following Saturday against Colorado Springs and in, in a home match, uh, Pride Night on the eighteenth. Yes. Robert, your your thoughts on Monterey Bay and how San Antonio should attack them? Yeah, it makes me nervous. Like kind of like Rafa saying, the big thing with a team like that who's riding the emotion is get on them early, and then nothing cheap. Be disciplined. Like don't give them a cheap red card. Don't give them silly turnovers. Don't don't try to do too much. Keep it simple. Like I said, uh, keep the keep the crowd out of it. Like score first and then play solid defense. I mean. They they want to probably beat us worse than anything because they're they're finally hosting a ton of home games. They're getting momentum. So like I said, take them out early. That that's the big thing. And play discipline. Just good de- good solid defense. No mistakes. And the back line though, that's a good question as to who's going to sub in for Garcia. I mean, if Manley's healthy, I thought that would be the next best option. But I don't know what his status is looking like. According to the injury report that was released uh, by SAFC, he's still questionable. So I still doubt. That he is the other reason why not that we get a lot of training video, but you haven't seen really any pictures of him in a while um, along those lines. Uh, Rafa, who's your pick uh, for you know for uh, for defender? Well, like I said, so our new defender that we signed a few weeks ago from Seattle, Jordan Dillon. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, so he he's the obvious choice. I mean, he's experienced. So he's the only one we have. Not obvious. Yeah. He's the only one. Yeah, Mbiale or whatever his name is. Yeah. I mean, he played quite a bit as a sub, maybe as a wing, and then put 
You could also put you could middle. also put PC back there too. I mean, yeah, he's got little, too, yeah. you maybe go to a four back. You can go to a four back. Um, with, I know with that stadium because it's windy, and I noticed on that game it was very windy. Um, you know they couldn't. You know Colorado was kind of struggling to really kind of get those balls out, and you know like I mentioned, we got to have real discipline in the back as far as passing wise and keeping everything on the ground and certain moving up forward. And I know we're not like the quote unquote uh, possession team, but for this game, you gonna kind of have to do that a little bit. To, like when Robert says to kind of minimize oppor- their opportunities and not give cheap cheap goals. So I think he's probably the obvious choice. Um, you know, just play if you're still gonna still continue with a three back, but I don't think we'll miss him be because we still have Kamiri, we still have Tanner, and it's you know, there's it's quality experience there. Plus, we still have a boo boo can you know slide in there in the central area that's our holding mid. So I think it should be we should be fine in the back. So if you went with four in the back. Would you go with? Let me see if I can get back to that page here. Because we're also remember we're out with Sh- without Shannon Gomez too because we're the Trinidad. Yeah, Gomez, that's true. Where did that page go? Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Or Lila, you can actually put Maloney on the outside. PC on the outside, if you're going to play a four-back and just Tanner and McCormier in the middle and then play, end up playing like a 4-3-3, have a, um, Mo as a, as a holy mid and then Hernandez and maybe even Lorera as your attacking mids. And then I'll play with the three three uh, three forwards, uh, you know, Lucho and Collier and, and Dylan. Yeah. That's, a po- that's a possible that's lineup right there. So if you, so we don't we don't have um, Gomez. So who you would you'd put PC? You'd have PC and Maloney kind of on the back, right? On the outside defense. On the outside, if it's a four back, if it's if yeah, it's we're a four going back. four in the back. Who would you put in the middle um, at that point then? Bro, as a, I put Mo as the holding mid. And then have uh, Hernandez and Loras are the attacking mids, or or even um, Beckford. Or, Beck, or Beckford, yeah. And then up top, up top you'll have um, like I said, Lucho and Collier and and Dylan. Because I do think that, and I kind of got the sense the first time that they played Monterey Bay is that is Marcin is not scared of their offense. So you could see him coming out with a more attacking style uh, of a lineup compared to other matches where, where you know, like El Paso, he's going more defensive um, along this. But I think with with uh, Monterey Bay, that was the thing that struck me when when we played him the first time. Is it was it was a lot more attacking than what I anticipated. So I'm wondering if we're going to see something very similar, even though it's on the road uh, for that here. Just kind of get final thoughts on predictions. You think that they come back with with the win, or you think this is one of those matches where maybe you know, maybe they? I don't think they lose, um, just because I do think that they have the better talent and, and the more depth. But is this one where you could see them maybe you know maybe coming back with a draw and maybe dropping some points to where maybe they should have won? 
I think I think we'll win this one. It'll be closer. It won't be six zero. I think it'll be closer. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be six zero. Unless, Way to unless, lower unless, the expectations there, Rob. <laughs> unless, 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 here's the thing: unless we catch them early on and we exploit their 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 inexperience in the back, you know, like Robert mentioned, we cannot give up cheap goals to them and build their confidence up. And that's what they did with Colorado. Every time they scored on them, they they intercepted balls. They they took advantage of it, so that raised their confidence. We need we need to kill their confidence right away because they're going to be hyped up for this game. If we can score early on, it'll, it'll put them away. And I don't think they have the defense experience to to kind of weather the storm if we get, we're jumping them right away. And, you know, they won't be able to do those things that they have done the last few weeks. So if we can, I think we can come out with maybe like a 3-1 win. I think I think that, I think I can see that coming on this, this Saturday. But, uh, Robert, your, your kind of thoughts on, uh, you know, I won't – pinpoint you on a score or anything but your, your thoughts on how this game plays out well uh like like rafa's saying i mean if i if you predict with my head it says it says two two but my heart says three one because like that team just doesn't have a lot of experience if you get on them put them behind the eight ball early they're going to start pressing forward and then the mistakes just continue to happen i mean not to say it's going to be equivalent to here in San Antonio, but that time you could just see that team got somewhat deflated once it hit like 2-0, 3-0, and then all of a sudden you just seemed like they, they were got away from. They them, were just yeah. defeated. Like they, the types of goals they were giving up. I mean, we had some quality shots, but they had some some errors, and they could have put an, uh, a shot away early that yeah. could have changed the momentum of the whole game. Even so, even on the midfield, like Nicky Hernandez really kind of shredded them, and they they just they don't have anybody that can. That they can kind of mark him, and then if you add Laura in the mix, you know, kind of pick your poison there. So I don't think they have the midfield to, to kind of contain those two guys. I do know that they were missing players, one to a red card, and uh, along those lines. So I think they're probably going to be a little bit more healthier. I just don't think they're at the depth in the talent that, that San Antonio has. Speaking of, of talent, uh, Yes. A new arrival announced today, and, and we'll get Robert's thoughts because uh, he did a, a kind of a quick dive on our new forward uh, on loan from uh, Seattle Sounders. This is what the third or fourth uh, Seattle Sounder connection, at least. Uh, number 14, Sam uh, Adinrian uh, on here. Uh, San Antonio announced him as a forward, uh, has also played left wing and left mid uh, for uh, Tacoma in uh, MLS Next Pro. Uh, looking at uh, you know this guy here, you know he's he's put up some goals. Um, I don't have it here. With uh, let me switch it back here. Where did I have that here? Da -da -da. He has a total of In USL Championship, in 30 matches, he's got 13 goals, two assists um, for, uh, you know, the, the Sounders to Tacoma uh, team here. So, Robert, your thoughts on the uh, new addition uh, for San Antonio FC? I, I was just super impressed with his ability to finish. That was the number one thing that kind of stood out. And it seemed like it was more than just, you know, goals where he's being fed the opportunity he's actually showing some skill like finesse and there's one shot from the outside in that game that initial one that 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 power and the precision that's the kind of long long shots you were talking about that the team 
you know, could use to put pressure on the goalie, even from the outside versus, you know, having to work it in so close and his size, his size, like we were, <laughs> when we were looking at the videos, when you see other people next to him, I mean, he's just like, not just truly he's six, five, but he's six, five and, and, and built <laughs> yeah, like so Coll Collier is a little bit, you know, he's tall, but you know, he's skinny. This guy actually has a frame and some physique. So he was player of the week uh, versus OC and the, you know, they still had the uh, clip on YouTube, uh, you know, by USL championship. So let's take a look at it here. So the turnover, I think this is the shot that you were talking about, right, Robert? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, that power from the outside, that's kind of one thing that I think we're missing. I mean, if you watch our games, the majority of them are like plays that kind of, get into the box it's it's need to be able to make them stay honest with shots of that nature like that's a left-footed shot front. too right that was a left-footed shot i believe uh... yeah oh yeah it sure was yeah he's got a wicked left shot that that uh i mean that's going to put additional pressure on a team. Like if they have to honor the fact that someone can shoot with that, that ability from the outside, that'll just push those defenders that, that much further up. Right there. That's when you just see, you like, can see, you can see Maloney right there. Uh, like, like, like Yoda on a backpack. He's just carrying around. <laughs> that's uh yeah, and he's young too. I was, I was. Looking but this, this one was a good. You kind of showed his his touch compared to the power on the last one. Oh yeah, and there's if you watch other, there's several other highlights that just, you know, a lot of similar finishes. Just uh, knowing what to do when you're around there is like, I mean, and it looks so simple look. on the videos, but like he just knows and he seems calm. Like that doesn't phase him. He doesn't seem pressured. He just makes it look easy, and smooth. <laughs> Another left-footed shot there. Great placement. All of them were left. All of them were left-footed. Even the one that uh, uh, with the touch. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it could add some extra punch to the offense. So, and, and like anyone knows, I mean, we we can always use additional goals because if we can get one or two, I mean, it uh, becomes a whole another game. When we're trailing, that's when it kind of seems like the the wheels start to come off at times. But if we get some leads, I mean. That's not where you want to be if you're the other team. Your thoughts uh, outside of the size, not only height-wise, but just built-wise, Rafa? Yeah, I know that was something when we were kind of having the discussions here that you were very impressed with. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be able to knock people off the ball, fight for the ball, especially when we press up. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to – you can see he, he's really – he can play – the placement of the ball, he's this is a kind of like nonchalant, like, like it's, it's you know, it's, that's very hard to find. Yeah, but he's he's going to do a lot. I think for him, he's going to do a lot of damage. And what makes us now even more dangerous is, you know, now we have we can have so many different combinations of our forwards. You know, you know, it doesn't have to be always Collier and, and Dylan. We can plug him in and to start. Or so now teams won't be able to to, to kind of game plan us on who's up top because now we have a plethora of forwards and then hopefully like i said we do get patinu back you know we got five quality strikers that can you know we can end up even changing formations you can go back to a three four three and so imagine having three of the five there you know we're gonna hopefully put up some goals and i think 
I think this is a good move that's kind of, you know, he's going to come down in the, I guess, towards the end of the stretch of the season that death's going to help us, you know, and that way we're not going to have a forwards mark. Because like I said, Collier's having a great season, so is Dylan. Sooner or later, like I said, they're going to start to market him. But, hey, we, we plug him in, you know, to see, see what you can do to, to kind of stop him. So, so it's a good pickup for us. It'll be interesting. Do you think you – know, I don't think he starts this week, but do you think he pushes for starting position being on loan from Seattle? That might depend on the Tuesday game. Yeah, or what the agreement is, because there's certain agreements sometimes. When they agree to loan these people, you have to start them or play them X amount of minutes. I think that's what led to even them pulling Peruza back, is that we weren't even playing him, so – or even uh, what's his name when he came uh, the goalie from Minnesota, Saint Clair. Saint Clair got came, pulled out yeah. because of injuries. But no, that but you noticed like Card uh, Cardano was starting, and then all of a sudden Saint Clair came, and he's a starter instantly. And he had a pretty mm -hmm. subpar preseason game. He gave up a horrible. He passed it right to the other, and yet he still automatically started. I mean, everyone he got better. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, he, he did well when he played, but that preseason when I saw that first, I was like, oh. <laughs> But St. Clair has a higher ceiling and oh, sure. along those lines is, you know, nothing against Matt, but, sure. um, you know, DSC should have been the starter and I would have sure. loved to seen him be, you know, be here all, all through the year sure. instead of, he got back and I think he what led, if I remember, he serves me right, he led uh, uh, Minnesota United all the way to the uh, championship game. I, I know they came up short, but uh, yeah. he had a pretty good run and I think he's back starting. Uh, I know they got two quality goalkeepers up there. He's like uh, he was with the Canadian national team. Mm -hmm. He was called up too. They, uh, but I, I, the point of it was is just that sometimes these loans have that stipulation that you have to start him. So it seemed pretty obvious. Like they uprooted him just instantly. I think so, he'll get his like like fifty percent of the playing time. Like kind of like with Nikki with Nikki's probably like, like Nikki Hernandez. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I think both of those are fair here. So. Anything SAFC that we want to touch base on before we move on? Uh, touch base on what's going on in CONCACAF uh, with, you, with you, Rafa. Um, I haven't been paying too much attention to it because it's kind of that dead period, uh, and I'm not into the CONCACAF. League of Nations. Whatever. League of Nations, just like I'm not into the UEFA Nations League, although I'll have it on in the background. Like, uh, you know, I have uh, FUBU, so I was able to watch – with all eight games this afternoon at the same time, why they schedule them all at, at the same time baffles me. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's some good upsets on, on some of those games, you know, there's some, some good games on that. Um, as far as with the, the Mexican national team, I, I think they need to make a change. I think, I think they need to bring in some of the younger players, especially from the Olympic team. I think those guys are a little bit hungrier, there's more quality there. Even some of the teams, the tournaments are playing right now. We have a lot of quality players. Is I think some of the guys that are on the team, they're kind of acting a little prima donna. It's like, well, no one's taking my spot. I already got this. Not in Mexico, no. So, <laughs> and they need to – I think some of them need to be like, hey, give them that little elbow out and give somebody else an, an, a try because the talent's there. There's some guys that are – you know, some younger guys are, you know, kind of following the Liga Mackies. There's some that are going to be signed. By some of the European teams, and I think those are the guys you need to kind of start getting them in there, building them up. 
I know like PSV is going to, I think, sign a, 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 one of the players from Pachuca and he's been playing. I think he was on the Olympic team. And so it's, it's, it's time to also get someone with more discipline. I think that's what needs this team is someone with discipline. And there is a coach out there with discipline. We'll see if he, if they'll pull the trigger and get him on or they'll go, go to a different direction. So, you know, it's, you still have five months to fix things, but I think now from what I've seen it, I think you got to shake it up a little bit and so forth. And if they're not, you're not going to do any, you know, I don't see them going out of the group stage. Isn't that kind of their downfall? Typically like the Mexican national team hangs on to some of those stars just a little bit too yeah, long. That's what that's happened like the, the influx of youth. They don't, they have a tendency. Those guys, they, they play. That's their biggest and, criticism. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Now. That's what happened. I think back in 2010 ish, somewhere around there, like the, you know, the, like they had kind of their little gen- one good group, and but they kind of overextended their welcome, and that's why I think I, even the that one World Cup where they almost blew it and ended up uh, beating New Zealand, you know, it took um, a coaching change and then bringing young players. The majority were actually from Club America that got yeah. them, and they kind of saved saved the season for them, and those those guys ended up kind of becoming that team the what, what it is and yeah. but it's a change it's time for it i think i think everything goes in cycles i know that the u.s right now that you know they're in their kind of little good cycle right now with the players you know for the you know for the next two world cups mexico i think they're in like in a transition and so hopefully yeah. they can transition their younger players now so for the next world cup in 2026 you know they can really kind of compete and get into the to pass the group stage yeah. i think that the u.s just definitely has an influx of just really youthful quality playmaking type players. <clears throat> but the biggest thing that they need is, and then the goalkeeping, even that uh, Sean Johnson, that game, he played amazing. He was really good. That save he had against Uruguay. Yeah. Beautiful. But I think like, and everyone's talking about it constantly is they need a striker. They've been trying to, yeah, they, don't have a number nine. Trying, they need someone to put, cause like they have youth, they have quality that play in bigger leagues. I mean, you could see the talent, but it's meshing and then getting that Dempsey, that guy that, you can count on to put one in when it, you know, that's that. I mean, it's not Dempsey. No, no, he's creative. Like he, he, he's like creative. He can, he's flashy. He can put a couple goals in. I mean, he's good, but like, he's not your clinical goal scorer. Like almost like that guy we were looking at right now from the Sounders. Like can't, we need a guy that can put the ball in the net period. You feed him, he puts in the net. You can almost say that's going to come into play with them, especially when they play England and the the key game for them. And the king game for them is Wales. They have to win the game against Wales in order oh, for sure to, for for that. But if they don't have anybody to, you to think? But like, England, like it, in the World Cup, doesn't scare me as much as people. But like, you know what? England, they, England's got they have on Jack Harry Kane that have, does put balls in the net. I mean, they have names. They have names. They have names. They have names. But then the production is like on the world scene. I mean, other than the last Euro when they did pretty yeah. well, they've been traditionally like the biggest. Chokers, <laughs> I don't see chokers, but like disappointments or, or you know, they have all the talent, but it just doesn't translate to. to here's the problem with England, and, and the United States has it as well, but I think England it's even more intensified. Southgate is not a winning manager in my yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I you know I think the talent that he has is, is top notch. Obviously, you know we watch them, you know NBC, yeah, Premier League, they're all over, but. When it comes to the manager and, and, you know, since I've started following Accrington Stanley, since I've started following um, uh, Newcastle, 
um, United. The biggest complaint, you know, isn't the players, it's it's the coaching. And that's kind of very similar here stateside with Ber- you know, Berhalter is can he get the job done? And I think for, you know, for United States, especially for World Cup, if Gio Rain is healthy, to me that makes a that makes a huge difference. If he's not healthy, then it, you know I think they struggle to get out of the group. But for Mexico here, um, June 11th, they play uh, Suriname. Suriname. Um, Suriname. That's in Mexico. I'm not sure where they're playing, but it's in Mexico. And then Tuesday they play uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Your thoughts on? Uh, should know they, they got to get problem. six points, or if yeah, they don't they get, six get, points, they get six points, they if should, they don't I mean, get six points, is there a change? I think so. I, I think it's. I think even some of the rumblings from some of the, like the ESPN Deportes guys and even the Univision guys, if they don't, if he doesn't, you know, the, and the, the Jamaica I, one's an away match, which is a tougher. Yeah, I mean, t- if you come out with match. a tie. Okay, but you cannot lose the CERN on that one. You got to score at least five goals on that. I mean, that's they're just not that United good, States. Uh, this is for you. United States gets uh, uh, Granada up in Austin at Q2 Stadium. That's a um, I won't lie to you, tickets were still on sale, and, and depending on <laughs> it's Granada, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, if it wasn't the traffic, I would probably take AJ to go just for the fact yeah. that taking him to a U.S. men's national team game would be an awesome experience uh, oh, you know, yeah. for him. Um, but then they have to travel to, to El Salvador um, on Tuesday. So, Robert, your thoughts on, on the United States and how many, you know, obviously, you know, there's not going to be any replacing of the coach, but your thoughts on uh, the expectation for this window of the Nations League? I mean, Honestly, with the position we sit in now and with the influx of talent and youth, I mean, anything less than six is a, is a disappointment. I mean, Grenada is, you know, that, you know, that one right there should be, you know, pretty much pretty convincing. I, I don't want to say like a doormat or a cupcake because as soon as you say that, you jinx yourself. But I mean, they don't, they don't seem to pose any type of. Threat. El Salvador I mean, might be the tough one. I was yeah, say, anytime you play one of those countries in their home. Oh, mm-hmm. it's no, especially it's when their pitch is bad. It could be a horrible field. It could be a monsoon. <laughs> Did you see that game with Trinidad? I was watching yeah. and Gomez. It was literally like the lights go out and they're still partying in there. And then all of a sudden the, the game comes back on. It's like a monsoon. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to play there? And like, that is nuts. They're probably paying till midnight because of the delay. <laughs> you just, everyone was drenched. So they're just over it. It was like, but like that, you never know. Like even the time when uh, the U.S. lost to, I think it was Trinidad, in mm-hmm. for that last game, you saw that field. Mm-hmm. If you thought Sacramento's field was bad. <laughs> and then the crowd is like almost, it seems like on a, a borderline, uh, a riot every game. Like they're there literally are like, almost like, okay, I want to win or lose. I just want to leave. <laughs> it's all it's, it's, always, it's always tough to play like yeah. in El Salvador or, or even yeah. Panama. You know, yeah. those games, those away games are really tough because even for Mexico, right? Yeah, even for oh, Mexico for sure. too, it's always tough for you know playing down there because they they that's kind of like their Super Bowl. You know, they it's they gonna they, it brings out the crowds and stuff. It's like you know they the hype them up. Open up at noon. They open up the mm-hmm. stadium like at noon, so you can go party from noon all the way till the game starts at seven. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys are lathered up by the time the game starts. It's like uh, yeah, it's, they be in business. It's pretty crazy. Like they take the whole day off. You can tell. <laughs> But, uh, it's neat. So looking at lower leagues here, um, 
unfortunately life's been crazy for me so i haven't gone out as as much as i want been following it from a distance here um and for uws uh, athenians did lose to um luxoria fc did draw um austin elite but they did uh, beat uh san antonio runners 5-0 in was it the riverwalk rivalry Mm -hmm. uh, this past uh, Saturday here, and then I believe they come face uh, on the 17th, I want to say. Yeah, 17th, Friday the 17th uh, will be the rematch. Although uh, Sunday, June 12th, uh, the Athenians host uh, Central Texas Hornets uh, as well. That's, you know, played two matches. Um, they'll play that Friday again. So Central Texas has a tough weekend. They play the top two teams. Uh, FC Austin on Friday and then turn around on Saturday to fate or pardon me, Sunday to pay the play the Athenians uh, for that here. But the next through there runners play uh, at Luxoria um, at 1 p.m. on June on June 11th. So on Saturday uh, for that here. So lots of opportunities uh, to support uh, the runners or the Athenians for that here. Um, looking at the WPSL uh, uh, for that here, uh, Challenge Red Devils, um, a, uh, H, uh, AHFC Royals out of Houston, uh, kind of running away with it at this point uh, for it, although the Blossoms have only played three matches. They're at six points. Uh, Blossoms do play Corinthians uh, FC um, tomorrow night at, uh, at, at uh, CE Soccer, uh, Classical 8 Soccer Complex. And um, the Surf play Sunday um, at the uh, Surf Complex, also against uh, Corinthians FCSA. So uh, Friday and Sunday, we've got uh, kind of a round robin uh, with the Corinthians uh, playing at both the uh, Blossoms and San Antonio Surf this week uh, for WPSL. Uh, Corinthians and San Antonio Surf both kind of at the bottom of the table. Um, I know Surf's records 0-3-2. Um, it's actually an improvement from last year where they struggled. I don't think they got any any points here. So they are making moves. But, uh, you know, like I said here, obviously uh, Challenge Red Devils and uh, HFC Royals who won the division last year. Um, good, and the Blossoms have stepped up so far early in the season. The NPSL Lone Star, uh, Corinthians SC of SA, uh, are in first place, seven games played, 17 points, 5-0-2. Oh, uh, Laredo Heat, FC Brownsville, Denton Diablo, although Denton, who are the reigning uh, NPSL champions, only played five matches uh, for that here. So on, on that one there uh, for NPSL, I haven't caught – a lot of the matches just because I haven't seen them advertised, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that's kind of the, the bad thing with, with NPSL is uh, for that here. But let me see if I can see Lone Star. Let's see here. Coming up uh, this weekend, Corinthians host uh, Austin United at uh, 730 at San Antonio Christian School. Um, and then on Wednesday, they host uh, FC Brownsville through there. And then uh, let's see here. I was just trying to see when Denton comes to town, or maybe they already have, and, and I missed it here. Actually, they already came to town mm -hmm. on the 28th, and the Corinthians beat them 3-2. to two, So 
That's wow. a big win for them. That's a big win. Uh, Denton's a good team. Laredo Heat is is a good team. The others, uh, Fort Worth Vaqueros, uh, always strong or you, you know in the Open Cup, um, although struggling uh, this year here. But uh, Rafa, anything that kind of stands out? I know you've been busy with work. I've been busy with work. Um, you know, and I haven't been able to get out to see as much as I'd like here. Any thoughts on where, where the teams are? It's just a good showing by Corinthians, you know, you know, they, you know, that's a tough, it's a tough conference there, especially with Denton being the champs and so forth. So great start for Corinthians. Hopefully they can get two more wins, you know, another quality win this this coming week. And, and hopefully they can break through and get and win that, win the championship. That would be like I said here, Corinthians, like I said here, are looking strong. Um, like I said, Laredo and Denton are very, very tough. Uh, um, ounce uh, for that here. So, final thoughts, guys. Uh, so we can get in under sixty. Uh, we'll start with you, Robert. Thank you for coming on and filling in for Royce. Uh, like I said here, um, we will be uh, coming together again um, Sunday morning. Of uh, you know, uh, Royce. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back at that point. But yeah, like Excuse just me. to speak. To, I mean, final thoughts. Like lower league soccer, go out and support. I mean, we went to an Athenians game with my kids, and they absolutely loved it. It's super family friendly. I mean, you can take your chairs, just hang out, and they can run around. There's several fields. I mean, it's fun. It was fun. You know, it was uh, one of my first experiences there, and we really, we really, really enjoyed it. And then maybe, like you said, if if someone can get the message, maybe to advertise, and then not <laughs> schedule the games at the same time when SAFC is playing. I've seen that the sometimes too. Like, uh, like, it's, like it's like it's like the Athenians it, have done that. None of their games go up against uh, SAFC and, this and, year, and that's super helpful, you know, to make it to where you have the opportunity to go to both. Then, uh, like I said, it, it's a good time. I mean, we enjoyed it. We loved it. We had fun. My my daughter keeps bugging me to go back, so yeah, I go out there and support. I mean, and the Corinthians too. I'd like a chance to go, you know, go go check out some of those games too. If, if you know they put up some good times dates once again that don't overlap other other events you know so there there is one late addition that i want to add to this uh rafa you're you're kind of this guy here so this is from uh, john with usl tactics um he absolutely loves uh samuel uh coming through here uh goals above replacement 96 percent uh i see a lot of green which is typically good Yes. <laughs> so I'm assuming this probably yeah. makes a little bit better. Uh, he's hard to foul. Look at that. He's so big. Hard to foul him, yeah. <laughs> he can't knock I him down. <laughs> I guess we ain't getting penalty kicks unless he's diving. <laughs> I mean, if he gets fouled, it's probably serious. <laughs> the passing maybe, uh, but, you know, when you're that big and you got a good shot, you really don't you're, have to pass. You're the guy that shoots. You're not the guy that's assisting. Like, he's the finisher. Yeah. Like, that's hopefully that's the case. Like, he's the guy putting in the net. Yeah, that eighty-nine percent goal score. That's that's. What great. about crosses complete? Is is that a, is that something that we've been missing? I think so. I mean, well, with all that height we have, you know, we need we should be crossing the ball a lot. You know, just to head them in. I mean, unless they're not good at heading the ball. But yeah, that's our height is misleading though. If you look at Collier, yeah. you assume he's like a a guy that you want to feed the ball, he's going to head it in. No, he's more of a finesse, like Trinkle Toast type player. Even even Dylan's like a holding, but, I mean, you don't see him as a clinical finisher in that regard, like to cross it in, and he's more of a possession forward. So, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't see even on that guy's uh, highlight tape that it, any type of headers, too. All of it was like shots or like chips or breakaways. It was actually, 
shocking to see. I assumed a lot of them, because of his size, would automatically you'd see some of that aerial. Nope. I guess we don't have any of those Sergio Ramos type of hair guy. <laughs> yeah, some of that that you just feed it to, like the the classic German forwards, like every mm. single one of them. <laughs> it's like uh, they they live off that stuff. Like uh, Oliver Bierhoff back in the day. There's there's tons mm. of them, man. That just clinical finishers, like for headers, you cross it, cross it, cross it, cross it. But We'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we're not the team. Like, I don't think we lead the league in crosses. I think it was like Detroit or some of those other teams who constantly mm-hmm. are feeding in that way. Your final thought there, Rafa? Uh, just looking, like I said, final thought. Looking forward for Saturday's game. Hopefully, we do get the three points. And then next Tuesday, um, we'll have that that little international friendly with uh, Atletico San Luis. So, you have a chance to go check, check out the game. It'll be a good I think it's going to be a good game. We'll get to see some of the guys. Some of the bench guys get some get some quality time time to play this game and and finally we have like I said have some a home game after yeah, almost a month and a half. Please have a home game, yeah. Like, how long has it been? It feels like forever. April thirtieth. It's, it's, it's been the Road Warriors, so like I said, that's it's going to be back to Toyota and you know I know it's going to be hot. I'm sure it's going to be over 100 degrees that game, oh but my hey, gosh, yes. But hey, you can just stay hydrated. Not yeah. too much. Of the of the of the Pilsner of the Pilsner type, uh, but like I said, it should be fun. It should be a fun game. I know last year's game was fun with like when we had um, Pumas and and Gales Blancos, and you know who's to say maybe out of this game, you know those rumors about Liga Mackey's coming here. You know you never know. Let's <laughs> get help. Just hopefully help they can they get to finish the games. Yeah, now this one they'll <laughs> finish the game because I'm getting out of there. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I get nervous. Those things make me uncomfortable. This is me like a riot or something. Well, I'm used to it because, like I said, I even got pelted at a at a Club America game in Houston. But my our own fans was, "Hey, I'm wearing the same jersey as you guys." So, it's funny. so you you brought up Houston. I'm going to ask you this question here, Rafa, because you're Hector Herrera. Yeah. Uh, there's already reports that. Ticket sales have already up 30%. Supposedly comes uh, he's going to play July 9th, I think, somewhere yeah. around there after my birthday. Good move, bad move, bad move. Um, I mean, he's getting paid. <laughs> that's a good move for him. Ticket sales. Um, like, yeah, yeah, there's good, the good and bad. Are good. They, they definitely need a, somebody there to sell tickets there in Houston because yeah. – I, I guess even for, even like the the game that they had against SAFC, you can say it was empty. So oh, it's that was a, horrible. yeah for for him to go. I mean, I know he did well at Atletico because like I said, he won La Liga the year before. I mean, he did well at um in, in Portugal, you know, with Porto and so forth. So I mean, I Seems think like he does well. Um, yeah, he's he's a good he goes, he's player. a proven player. He's yeah, just good. now kind of on the backside of the career now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Perfect I mean, it makes less. sense. <laughs> Perfect. <And> it makes, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. It just—I mean, he can still play. He's gonna help. He's gonna help out Houston, especially, you know, win some game, win some games, and so forth. You know, because that's what they need. You know, they need a lot of help. And and like I said, it's, it'll be nice to you know see him out there on the pitch. You know, here here a little bit closer. So. So you'll have like, U- you're gonna have a lot of Liga MX fans come by. Yeah. I was gonna say, as a U.S. fan, I can't stand that guy. He's up there with like Guatemala Blanco. Those guys I can't stand those guys. <laughs> like they're just annoyed like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, just as a my friendly reminder, uh, next home match is the 18th. As far as 
league. Uh, I know the ones at Tuesday. Tuesday, that's probably what a seven thirty kickoff or seven kickoff, if memory serves me right. Um, but the Saturday, June eighteenth, is the first eight p.m. kickoff. You know, with Rafa talking about the heat, so they have pushed it back a uh, half hour, so that you know, especially for. Uh, the people that sit on the east side, that half hour will make a world of difference for that sun yeah. to uh, uh, get low enough to where maybe you're not, you know, you may bake it, you know, for the first start, but you're not going to be baking for the yeah. first half. It's not going to uh, be 92, it'll be 90. Then SAFC <laughs> uh, travels for a Friday night kickoff at Colorado Springs. Uh, Eight o'clock kickoff here. I plan on being there. So for that here. And then a quick turnaround coming back on Tuesday, the 28th against Tulsa, which I may or may not be back uh, for that game here, so I may or may have some tickets available um, at that point. And then uh, July 2nd, 4th of July match, uh, they get the Charleston Battery, uh, which uh, has AJ's favorite player, oh, yeah, that's um, right. uh, Matt Shelton, uh, for that here. So busy, sc- you know, we, we say, hey, welcome back. Uh, well, there's, what, four uh, after, you know, counting this one here, three out of the next five are at home um but they're they're back to back so uh get ready uh gas is uh getting there so make sure you're saving your pennies to be able to get over there, the toilet there, there, field. Go. there go and then a lot of them are like we're starting to play a run of two teams too finally <laughs> like all those uh yeah. atlantas and the loudons and <laughs> it's like man i like the, the easier part I like of the cupcakes. schedule <laughs> i like cupcakes like anyone else <laughs> See, and that's where, we need to take, that's where we need to take advantage of kind yeah, of, kind of like, pull, yeah. pull, start pulling away, you know, yeah, before we start getting, before we get to uh, like around September when it's, when we play some of the, yeah. some of the big boys. Yes. So, you, so, you know, Monterey Bay struggling, Oakland Roots and starting to play better, but they're still a lower teal. Switchbacks, obviously first place quality opponent. Tulsa struggling, although big news out of Tulsa, former uh, SAFC marketing guru and, and all-around great guy, Sam Dorr, uh, was signed on as president. So um, I was joking with FC Tulsa fans. Hopefully they can still stay struggling until after that match, and then they can get better. Um, but congratulations to Sam Dorr. Uh, well-earned. You know, He went from us to Phoenix, did a great job. Uh, went from Phoenix to... Uh, the Coyotes uh, for the NHL to the Florida Panthers in, in NHL and is a now uh, club president uh, for FC Tulsa. Get a damn stadium, Sam, um, yeah. uh, for that here. But congratulations, uh, you know, for them here. So lots of fun. And then uh, Charleston, which is struggling. And then, you know, two-week break, which I thought would be where the friendlies are, but uh, no friendlies. And uh, they get Atlanta United, too, on, on that 16th before they travel uh, away for a home match. But, yeah, get ready between now and pretty much through uh, end of September. Or, yeah, through September for a lot of home games. There's really only... Uh, so that's a Saturday and then a July and then a week, uh, week, midweek game, then home away. So then you're really, you're really talking about a two week period, end of August, beginning of, of September, uh, where, where the club's away. Other than that, you're going to have uh, teams here. So it was a pleasure having everybody tune in. Uh, like I said here, um, Robert, thank you for stepping in uh, for, you know, for Royce. Royce, uh, we'll be looking forward to you on. Sunday morning, Rafa, always a pleasure. Uh, we finally get to see each other in person uh, next week. Next Tuesday, yeah. 
Robert, uh, I got your scarf coming uh, and talking to Red. He actually shipped it this week uh, for it here, so we should have it by by the time there. So, tailgate, I'll bring it to you. Sounds good. And we got to talk about that El Gato uh, flag here. I got to talk to Rafa to see where he got that because I still need that for my collection here, although I got to find a place (laughs) to put it. Oh, man. So, but uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. I hope everybody has a wonderful evening. And like I said here, uh, What's life without goals?